0: Well, Gil, welcome to Champagne. How would this all go down for you?
1: Well, um, thank you, first and foremost. I'm excited to be here. I really am. Um, it went down fast, you know, for me as far as coming here. You talk about being in New York, being with Lovey and mm-hmm. Illinois here. Uh, well, once I was um, released in Buffalo, really it happened very fast. Um, I wanted to. I waited. Lovey took a little time, and we talked a little bit about me coming here uh, and the options there. But it was right away. It was just a matter of making sure it was the right timing. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in Buffalo only a year. There was we were still basically in transition and things like that. But I'm excited. Excited to be here. Excited what's going on. Obviously, you got ties to Lovey, but what would you think about joining the college game? Excited. Why? I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm because I love mentoring, developing young men. And right now, these guys are going from adolescents to young adults, very important, very big time in their lives. So to me, if the man isn't disciplined, if the man doesn't have integrity or character, he's not gonna do that on the field. You can't trust him on the field. So it's all about internally first, changing your mindset, then the athletics will take care of themselves.
0: How is it that you would never been at the college level? You just jumped in the fall and just stayed there? Is that, you know, how come you, I assume you had a chance to come to college at some point, right?
1: I had a chance to come to college back in 1993 when okay. my career ended in San Diego.
0: Where was that going to be?
1: In San Diego State. Makes sense. I had an right. opportunity to do that. Chose not to because at the time, uh, based on my, me as a father and as a husband, didn't think it was the right time didn't think I was ready uh, to spend this much time devoted to coaching when there were some things I had to do as a husband and father. So for the next eight years, um, I did some part-time jobs, did some television work in San Diego, but I was able to coach my sons. I was able to see their first touchdown, their first home run, their first two points in basketball. And I really appreciated that and don't think I'd be where I am today uh, had I not stepped back and gotten out of football. So that's why I don't think I've been in college. And then the opportunity came when I wanted to get back into coaching or get into coaching, I should say. Everything opened up in the NFL. That's where I had my contacts. Everything had dried up um, after eight years.
0: What what kind of uh, areas are you planning on focusing on with recruiting here at Illinois?
1: We haven't talked about that yet. We haven't talked about the areas that I'll be recruiting. So I'm just trying to take it all in. And recruiting to me is relationships. It's dealing with people. It's talking to people. And to me, it's being real. It's being transparent. And that's that's me. That's what I plan to do. Um, you know who you're going to get when you meet Gilbert. What, uh, what do you think of
0: that recruiting? Because you've seen it from multiple angles now, I'm sure, the recruiting through you, through your kids. Through, uh, what do you think about going out and actually recruiting guys?
1: Well, I didn't see it as a player. You know, I was a walk-on at San Jose State, oh, so, know. yeah, I I wasn't recruited. My son was recruited, however, and to me it's just developing relationships. It really is, and that's all I want to do. I want to be real. I want to be transparent, and I believe as a former player, as a coach, as a dad of a former player, a current player, really, yeah. a current player who's been recruited, I believe uh, myself as well as Hardy, there's there's just a difference that we can add to the mix when we're talking to parents. Not only have we been through the recruiting process, as parents, we've been at that level. We've played at the different levels. We know what to expect, what, what your concerns might be. So I think that bodes well as I'm going out and I'm recruiting.
0: What might be the learning curve for you, or where might it be steepest for you in making this transition?
1: I don't know if there's a steep learning curve. I believe football is football, Mm -hmm. and I believe people are people.
0: Uh, What about coaching amateurs versus professionals, anything there?
1: No, because you'd be surprised how many professionals don't have good technique. (laughs) You'd be surprised. (laughs) There's just an assumption that it's pro football. So everything is fine, but these guys come out of college and they have to learn the techniques that you're trying to teach. They have to learn eye discipline. A lot of guys don't study like they should. So to me, they're just younger versions of what I see in the National Football League. We all can learn. Nobody is to the point where they're totally polished. And so when you talk about a steep learning curve, I don't know if there's a steep one. I just think I have to be steady. I have to be real. I have to be transparent. I'm looking forward to the enthusiasm that the game at this level
0: brings. You spent a lot of time with Lovey Smith. Why why is he a guy you've wanted to work for at so many spots?
1: Man of character, man of integrity. And he understands that it's about the man first and the player will come. And so that's what I'm gonna do and try to instill into these young men. It's about the man first. How you represent yourself, not only on campus, but off campus. You know, when you go into society, there's something different when you stand up and you're willing to be held accountable and want to
0: be held accountable. Uh, Since so, you guys know each other so well, was one pitch in the other? Were you trying to pitch yourself to Lovey as sort of an applicant? Was Lovey trying to woo you here?
1: No, it's just a matter of there's an opportunity. It just happened um, because the staff has been filled up the last two years. And I was, you know, in Buffalo, and I just appreciate my time, you know, in Buffalo with the Bills, um, coaching the National Football League. I just can't tell you how excited I am to get into the lives of these young men. It's special having two sons, uh, trying to teach them, what it looks like to be a father, what a husband looks like, Uh, I'm just excited. I, I really am just excited, it's a new chapter in my life, and I really believe the only way you grow is when you're outside of your comfort zone. The NFL has been a comfort zone for me for so many years. This is outside of my comfort zone, so I know I
0: will grow in yeah, by leaps and bounds. Other than Lovey, who's been your kind of mentor in terms of coaching? Is there somebody that you can look to as your guy, or maybe there's a couple?
1: Well, I say over the years, the first big influence was my high school coach. Okay. What's his name? Uh, Ed Burns. Okay. Lowell High School in San Francisco. And Coach Burns is special, just special the way he took his time to teach. Yeah. Um, young men. When I got to college uh, Greg McMacken, okay, who was my defensive back coach had a real big influence on my life. In uh, the NFL I've had a couple of coaches that have really um, I appreciate the way they coach and the, the people that they are. John Fox
0: okay.
1: uh, was a defensive back coach of mine and man Foxy was great. And just not only just technique, but just being a, a real person. Love Don Correale. Okay. Love Don Correale, just down on down the earth, although it was a position coach. right but he meant a lot to me. So there's a number of coaches. I don't want to go through them all, but those are just a few that I would say were just special, special individuals Pretty to cool. me. And I obviously Lovey has just been, yeah, just been a godsend as far as me and my career and helping me become a better coach.
0: You got three pro bowlers now coaching the back seven. I mean, that's, that's obviously a huge sell, but for you having Hardy and Donnie there that have made that transition, just what do you make of that group again?
1: You know, they say that it's hard having, when you've been a player, to be a good coach because of the patience. If you've done it and you're trying to coach somebody to do it and they can't do it, you're like, wait a minute, I did it so I know it can be done. Mm -hmm. To me, just the organizational skills uh, of Hardy are just very impressive, the way he goes about his business, the way he does things. All, both of those guys, to me, are just men of integrity, men of high character, and they both sacrificed. I mean, we uh, we all know what it takes to get to the NFL, and whether these kids want to say it out loud or not, I know that's where most of them want to get to. I really believe that the patience that Hardy and that Donnie uh, bring to the table, uh, looking at them, learning from them, is helping me to be a better coach, because all of us have different talents, right? And we can feed off of each other's strong points, and we can learn what not to do from each other's weaknesses, right? So I've learned a lot from in terms of not just X's and O's, but how they carry themselves on a daily basis.
0: What's your your relationship with Hardy been in the past?
1: Hardy was my brother-in-law's roommate in college. So Hardy, I've met, I've known Hardy for a long, long time. Not as intimately as we do now because we're coaching together. Um, so I've known Hardy. I've known Hardy. So we, we've had a relationship prior to being here. Now Donnie, we just known of each other. I just yeah. watched Donnie, appreciated Donnie his playing ability in Tampa all those years. I mean, just a great person, better person to play for what I see now. You've, you've been in this system for a while.
0: I, I know, you know, there's different guys you can have to be successful. But what do you look for in safeties in, in this system? You know,
1: you want the complete safety, one that can go in the box, and one that can play deep. To me, there's, there's that rule of the jungle that the strong conquer the weak, and you want your safety to be strong. If there's any weaknesses out there you want to find them and you want to conquer. But to me, the second rule is greater than the first. The smart conquer the strong. And the safeties have to be smart. They have to be able to adjust on the run. They have to be able to take command and have leadership to communicate, to let guys know and understand what might be coming, to anticipate and to eliminate things that you don't need to deal with. So safeties have to be um, part corner and part linebacker is what you want.
0: Have you been here before? Champagne. I mean, other than the last couple days. Yeah. You've been here before?
1: I came here – when Lovey first got the job and spent some time here uh, during the first training camp.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Just He's, to
1: hang out with them. We had just left Tampa and just to come hang out with them, just being a friend, coming in, spending some time.
0: What did your wife think when you said, hey, we're going to Champagne"? was she good with that or not? When my wife yeah. said, oh yeah. She's fine. Oh yeah.
1: oh yeah, she's fine, she's fine, she's fine. Um, it's not Buffalo. No, Buffalo was good now. I. I have nothing but good things to say about my time in Buffalo. Um, Special people, special environment. We went in there, we changed our culture. Um, Learned different defenses, different ways of doing things. I I grew as a coach. My son played there for five years. So we had been in Buffalo and went in and out of Buffalo. Great people, great people. So Buffalo's good now. Buffalo's really nice. Um, What are your duties as Uh, passing game coordinator? Well, I think it's more just making sure that as a secondary, we're all on the same page when it comes to passing, to how we may be attacked in the passing game on any given, uh, i about to say Sunday, any given Saturday. Mm. I got to use the Saturday versus the Sunday here, right? Or Friday night. Or Friday night, right, exactly. <laughs> so to me, the passing game coordinator is just making sure from the passing game perspective, all our I's are dotted and T's are crossed and understanding and anticipating what tendencies a team may have and how they may attack our defense and how we can combat that.
0: What's something that fans or just followers of the team might not know about you that you'd want them to know that they're not going to get from the press release from the biography that'll show up in the media guide, maybe about you as a coach or a person that you think would be important for people to know.
1: Well, I just like everybody to know just my life statement that um the way I live, the way I coach is to never trade what I want most for what I want in the moment as a father, let me, you guys are saying, what is he talking about? Well, as a father. I want to be the greatest father. That's what I want most. But coming through the ranks when my kids were younger, I'd come off from a football game, I'm tired, I have one nerve left and they're jumping on it. So what do I do? I lash out at them inappropriately. I've traded what I wanted most to be a great father for what I want in the moment, just a little peace and quiet. Same thing can be said as a husband. What I want most, be a great husband. What I want for the moment when I come home at 11 uh, o'clock at night, midnight? Five more minutes of sleep, but my wife wants to communicate. Haven't seen me all day. So I trade what I want most to be a great husband for what I want for the moment, five more minutes of extra sleep. And that same principle can be used as a player. I want to be a great player, that's what I want most. But what do I want in the moment? Ah, I want to be deemed as the best in my position. So instead of playing the proper technique, I don't play the proper technique. As a corner, I'm supposed to have outside leverage, play over the top. But now they've been running a slant route all game. So what do I do? In and of myself, I say, let me tuck inside because I know they're gonna run this play and I'm gonna be the man. What do they run? A slant and go. I'm not over the top, I'm not outside. I've traded what I wanted most, my team to have victory for what I wanted in the moment just personal glorification, satisfaction. So that one phrase has defined my whole life. When I'm dead and gone, that'll be on my tombstone, on my headstone right there. And that's what I don't want to do, trade what I want most for what I want in any given moment.